hypnosis is so empowering. You can use it on your own. You can use it on your own. Like it's your own mind guiding you into a state of mind that's natural, like translating yeah. again, like I said, a natural state of mind, and then showing you exactly what you need to see. You're listening to the Everyday is a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are and everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what, this show is for you and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Before we jump into today's episode today, I wanted to let you guys know that Exponential Alignment, my group coaching program all about stepping into your purpose and your highest alignment in life is now open for enrollment. So if you've been listening to these episodes and you're really feeling like you would love to be supported for three months to get really clear about what it is that you want for yourself to do all the work in your nervous system and have these conversations so that you can actually start to understand yourself and really create not only a life you love, but a life that you're obsessed with. Exponential alignment is the invitation for you. It is a three month container to be held in your highest expansion in your life, your business, or your career. And of course, if you're an entrepreneur and you're growing or scaling your business and you want extra support on that, you can add the VIP upgrade and have me on your team for three months by your side to sparkle and support in the business side of things while you build or scale your business. I am so excited to be opening this again. It is already partially way full, which is crazy to say. So if this is something that you've been wanting for yourself and you've been listening to this and feeling inspired and you really want to dive in and create your own story around this and really see what's possible for you, EA is open and I would love to meet you and support you inside of there. So you can find the link in the show notes and you can either sign up or book a call directly with me and we can chat about it. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited that you guys are still here and listening and I'm really excited for today's show. I have Lindsay here at dear friend and collaborative partner in ways we've like done some fun stuff um, together. And Lindsay is a certified hypnotherapist, founder of A Deep Space, which is a hypnosis and breathwork studio, and formerly the yoga bus, um, which we'll talk about a little bit. But welcome. I'm so happy to have you on today. Thank you. This is really fun for me. So I've only done one other podcast. I've been on one other podcast. And I want to say that was like, oh my gosh, it's probably close to a year ago now. And I was so nervous, Jaden. I literally, <laughs> my nervous system was activated the whole entire time. I don't remember what I said. I couldn't listen to it back because I was so nervous. I was still working through subconscious beliefs around, you know, sharing my voice and being seen and showing up in that way. And so when you invited me on and my full, my body was like full body. Yes. It was like, you're doing this and it's, it, there's no nerves. There's no anxiety. There's no like, Oh, I feel like I have to prepare. What am I going to say? And I think part of it is your energy and your ability to hold space and make people feel comfortable. That's just something that we like, uh, I've told you a million times. It's one <laughs> of your gifts. And also such a testament to the work that I do, which is reprogramming the subconscious mind and regulating the nervous system. And like, when the things that used to activate us no longer do, it's just that perfect sort of like, ding, you've done the work, you've moved into a new level. Yeah, so it's all really, it's just, it's the perfect kind of, um, it's the perfect time for me. So thank you for having me on. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm so happy you're here. 
how you feeling? You still feeling calm? Yeah, I feel so good. I feel like we're just hanging out in your beautiful home. Like that behind you is incredible. I feel like we're just hanging out, having a conversation, which is I think how it's supposed to be. Yeah, so fun. I know I feel that same way. It's so interesting. Like once you start to do things and open yourself up and then the things that I'm that way, I used to get really nervous about workshops, like when I would do them. And now I'm like, that's completely gone away. And then every once in a while, it'll creep back up if I'm feeling really like, oh, I don't know who's coming. But I love that space. And I'm so happy to have you. And I'm so happy it feels good. And I, oh, I always like to lay the land. I am usually at home. I'm at my house in LA. And where are you tuning in? Oh, I'm in San Diego. I'm in San Diego, California. Um, It's the actual perfect day out. It's the perfect San Diego day. Like exactly how you would imagine it. It's, I think it's probably like 75. The sun is out. It's kind of brisk because obviously we're, it's winter now. It's February still, winter. So still winter, but it's the most gorgeous day. You can kind of feel the energy of spring, like starting to slowly, you know, bring things to life. Yeah. San Diego. And this is where we met. You and yeah. I- it's also like, beautiful in LA today I had my it's been cold and it's funny I have a lot of people who listen in from really like all over but I have a big community in Vermont and every oh. time I say stuff like this I'm like they're probably like <laughs> it's not cold. So I'm like it's been freezing here in LA like I have had my heat on uh, but I don't know you you change your environment and then everything changes but yeah. yeah, let's chat about, it was funny, we were talking about this a little bit before we hopped on the show. Lindsay, you were like, wait, how did we meet? So I'll share, I love to just <laughs> start with how we met and I'll sort of share my experience because it was sort of synchronistic, like as all these amazing things are. And I met you, I had just moved to San Diego, like, I don't know, three years ago or something. I had moved there with my friend, but I didn't really know anybody. I didn't really have community. And I knew this one girl who I went to college with, Autumn. She lived in San Diego. And I forget, I think I just connected with her, shot her a message. And she was like, oh, I'm going to this outdoor yoga class, looking over the water at sunset, like, you know, the whole thing that you did. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. And I went, but it's funny because... I have a pattern. I do yoga like all the time, but I totally have this thing that when I'm feeling sad or lonely, I go to yoga, Mm -hmm. like to be in community or I notice myself sometimes like I'm having one of those moments where I feel sad and lonely and I just bought a yoga, (laughs) yoga Mm -hmm. pass type of thing. But yeah, I went to the yoga class that the yoga bus had hosted. This is such a good story of how we met. Cause there's more. And I went and it I'm was glad you remember this by the way. Cause I have yeah. no idea. I'm, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like in my own head having this grand experience of how I'm we like, met. And you're just like, <laughs> I'm like, let me in. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. So I went and it was beautiful. And we'll talk a little bit more about the yoga bus, but your branding is so beautiful. You had this VW bus and this beautiful class and there were candles and yeah, it just felt really great. And I followed you guys on Instagram and then I followed you or I saw your photos. That's what happened. I needed photos for my work Mm. for what I was doing. And I just kept thinking their photos are so beautiful. Like the yoga bus has beautiful photos. And I reached out to you and then you ended up doing a photo shoot for me, which was really how we connected. So I went to your yoga class and then basically hired you take photos yeah and that was that was how we met really oh so beautiful yeah the yoga bus was in a really incredible time I think a lot of people discovered yoga bus as they were in a similar season of life um Mm -hmm. to you to the season that you were in when you discovered yoga bus that place of like I mean we opened in the height of the pandemic like all everything was shut down And so everyone was like lacking community and feeling like they were alone and lonely. And, and, um, and so we built this incredible community and we had the VW bus and we would pop up and we, um, we would have our, we had this little kind of setup that looked like we wanted it to feel like a front desk, uh, Mm -hmm. like a 
what do you call it? Like a reception room with a little storefront because there were other yoga classes that were popping up outdoor yoga classes that were popping up as the studios were all shut down, but we really wanted to build community. We wanted to like build this safe place for people to come and connect outdoors the feeling of, you know, going to your favorite yoga studio and like being able to shop the curated boutique and being able to check in with your favorite, you know, front desk associate and all these things. We wanted to build that. And so we did. And it's interesting that you, your friend invited you because she was like, it's just a really epic view. So some people found us because of that. They were like, oh, it's an epic view or a cool venue. And then they realized it was more. And a lot of people though found us because they were new in town and they like, didn't have a community or mm-hmm. again, the pandemic, they were so disconnected and they wanted to find their people. And so that's really, that was really the heart of it. It was both the outdoor experience, this being able to like connect with nature and uh, practice yoga while overlooking sunset cliffs or whatever it was. And also building, building that community and, and friendships. Like some of my closest friends I met, through yoga bus. Yeah, that's incredible. And you, I'll definitely link all your stuff and we'll talk about it, but everything you do is immaculately beautiful. Like the branding, the way you curate, it's so beautifully thought out. And it's funny because I, I mean, how many times do we all have an opportunity to go to something cool? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in Southern California an outdoor yoga class, this, that, And so often we don't go and I think having it feel kind of like beautiful or curated or intentional really helps. And I've never really thought about that, but looking back, I mean, that's a huge motivator. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think you and I are driven by a lot of the same things and I really value aesthetics. I do. Like being in a beautiful space, it shifts and changes my energy in ways that I can't even fully articulate. Like seeing a beautiful piece of art, a, a food when it's plated well. And the same goes for companies that I, I've, so I've had, this is like my third company, I guess my fourth technically, if I uh, include photography, wild, wild creative, but all of them. Um, I knew that I needed to weave in the aesthetics, the like, you know, the branding and the, and I think there's something to be said, even people who don't necessarily value these types of things, there's something to be said for consistency and the mm-hmm. mind brain likes to see like, oh, even though maybe the class is outside in a different venue each week or whatever it is, like, I still know that when I go to the Instagram feed, it's going to make me feel a certain way. And when I go to the class, I'm going to see certain elements and it's going to make me feel a certain way. And it all kind of like ties together in a way that's really coherent and consistent. And I think that helps people just feel more, just feel safer. Yeah. I love that you think about it in that way. It's so true. And even people who don't really, like I'm somebody who wouldn't, it's like on the back burner that I love aesthetics. Like it's not on, like, I wouldn't say that's one of my top, traits but it's so true like you can see behind you your place is gorgeous (laughs) yeah I do like to decorate I'm a house in my home but like my Instagram feed can go a little rogue Um, but (laughs) I want to hear about because you are so incredible you've had four businesses like three why don't I want to hear a little bit obviously you have the hypnosis and breathwork studio now which we'll chat about but I would love to hear like kind of what you're journey was which one was your first business and what what made you do that and the other thing about you which is really cool especially in this day and age is you don't just have online businesses you go full like brick and mortar or in-person experiences fully beautiful like you really take it the next step so I'd love to just hear kind of what your what your journey's been like if you want to walk us through from whatever the beginning feels like the beginning feels like it sounds so cliche I almost even want to say this because it's so (laughs) cliche but I was one of those kids that would set up a table in my neighborhood in my childhood neighborhood and like sell my toys and sell lemonade and things like this and you always hear the the entrepreneurs the born entrepreneurs set up and sell, set up lemonade stands and sell lemonade. And it's so cliche, but it just is the truth. (laughs) So that's kind of how, when I look back, I'm like, wow, this is really something that I 
was meant to be that I am meant to be doing because I've, I have been doing it forever. This idea of building something and then making money by trading goods or services. So that was kind of the one I don't even know. I was probably seven. This is so funny because I'm starting to think, cause I'm kind of like a serial entrepreneur too. And I'm like, wait, I didn't sell lemonade, but I grew up in the absolute middle of the woods. So I couldn't have sold lemonade, but I have this thing (laughs) at my house where I could cut the grass and make $20 every time I cut the grass. Our yard was massive and I would cut the grass every day, like calculate it like as many times as I could, which was really funny. Okay. So you were amazing. That's amazing. Um, Being an entrepreneur with my dad. (laughs) Yeah. I never cut grass. I never cut grass, but I I did in my, uh, probably when I was 12 or 13, which is wild to think that I was this young doing this, I was a babysitter and Mm. I had, I had these, um, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about this in so long. It's wild that this is coming up, but I had these like pre, I don't even know how to articulate it. Like a little, almost like a PDF, but printed. So like a form that I would fill out and uh, for my babysitting clients. And I would tell them like, this is what um, the kids ate today and at what time, and this is what we played with. And these are the movies we watched. And this is what time they went to bed. And I was like very organized and very structured. And I always, and it was like really pretty looking. I was going to say, was it branded? Yeah. Well, no, it definitely wasn't my brand, but I'm, I'm wonder, <laughs> I wonder what that was. I'll have to ask my mom if she remembers what I had, but um, so always like very intentional with everything that I was doing. And then my first legitimate business was called Spa Patina. And it was an aesthetics practice here in San Diego. I used to be, I've done so many things. I've done so many things. I used to be an esthetician and massage therapist. So when I turned 18, I decided to go to school to study massage therapy because I wanted to, I had this idea, I wanted to become a physical therapist and I wanted to work in the medical um, industry and I wanted to help people in this way. And so I thought if I can get my massage license and then work for a chiropractor and intern and then kind of work my way up while I'm in school. So I started working with a chiropractor while I was in school studying. And I was like, this is not for me. I didn't want to, I had no idea what was actually for me, but it was not that. I stumbled into aesthetics and then started my own business, my first business, and it was branded, but I actually recently found my first Instagram, my my first business Instagram, and it's so tragic. Oh my God, I want to see it. <laughs> it's like it's like teal and succulents, and it's just very like 2015. Yeah. So that was the first. And did uh, you just like jump right into you were like, this is what I'm doing and I'm going to make it a business or were you working for somebody else? Like what was the mind? I was working for somebody else. I was working for a med spa in Orange County. And then when I moved to San Diego, I started working with a local spa here. And I always really like, I always felt as though (laughs) it's going to sound really kind of cocky or something, but I always felt as though I could do things differently or do things better than I had Mm -hmm. seen them done when I was working for companies. Like I was never a good employee ever, ever, ever. I was always like, can we change this? Can we fix this? Um, How can we make this, the experience better? Which if someone was, would come to me the way that I came to people I was working for, I would probably be really turned off. (laughs) But um, yeah. So when I finally decided like, Oh, I just need to do my own thing. I just rented a treatment room. I I rented a treatment room in PB, like a very low investment. I think I was like a six, I think I was on a six month lease or something like this invested in equipment and just started my business. And it didn't, I had no fear around. I've never had any fear around starting a business. I hear about this often. People are like, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid to start whatever it is. And and while I've experienced fear, it's never been a fear of starting a business. It's always been a fear of like scaling a business or a fear of mm-hmm. success, but never, I've never felt, um, I've never had thoughts of like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. Okay. I'm so curious now because I kind of feel the same way. Okay. I've started, I don't know if I've shared this or if you know this, I've had at a house flipping company, at a window washing company. I had like, there were like a couple other random I'm kind of like the same way. I was like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm going to start a business. But my conditioning or my childhood 
was that my dad was an entrepreneur. He was a contractor and my mom kind of owned her own business for a little bit. Both my parents were sort of entrepreneurs and it, I'm so lucky and so like grateful that it was ingrained in my head, which is actually kind of problematic too, but it was ingrained in my head that if you want to make any money, you have to do it yourself. And it was also ingrained. It was told to me, you know, how you're, you know, the voice in your head is like your parents. I kind of had this, I'm so grateful for this, but I sort of was fed, like, you can do anything, like, try it. Like, yeah, try it. What's the worst that can happen? So I'm curious if what your conditioning was like around that. Yeah. Similarly, similarly, um, my father was also an entrepreneur. He and I did not have a close relationship. He, I don't even, I don't have, I don't have very many childhood memories with him, but I do remember he had a window tending company. He might still have a window tending company. We recently came out into each other's lives, but, um, I always, I, I remember seeing him working so hard, but always struggling. So I didn't have the same conditioning of like, you're going to make money if you start a business or the only way that you can make money is by doing it on your own. Yeah. Um, I actually had no conditioning around making money at all. Like we grew up really poor, really broke. And there was, it was always scarcity. Like my mom worked so hard. She was a, um, a assistant at special, and she worked in the special education realm and she was always working. She would go to school at night. She sometimes would work two jobs and she still like never had any money, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And then my father, again, he wasn't necessarily in the picture, but anytime he was, he never had any money, quote unquote, too. Yeah. Or either. So my conditioning was, but I always was told like, you can do anything you set your mind to. You can do whatever you want. Like the world is your oyster, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to end. Like just always very empowering. So always, always, always. And it's interesting thinking back too, because uh, money mindset has been something that I've, I think, and I'm sure that you can attest to this. I truly believe that the success of a business is contingent upon the subconscious sort of landscape of the founder, right? Totally. So your business can seem successful from the outside or or, or outside rather, or depending on what your metrics for success are, like maybe you have 150 people coming to your events, but all of them, like none of them are paying full price because your mindset around money is, um, you know, wherever it is, you believe that you can bring in a ton of people. So from the outside, it looks successful, but whatever's going down on the inside. Yeah, I totally, (laughs) totally agree. And it's interesting that you had the kind of like, you can do like the world is yours. I think that has been a huge thing of why I haven't had a ton of fear. Cause I've always just been like, Oh, I can, I can do it. Like if I wanted to cut the grass, like I could cut the grass or I could totally. learn how to do this. And it's funny with money is I never really thought about money. And it's interesting in my family, they didn't talk about money. Like, mm-hmm we were probably like right at middle class. It's actually like the town I grew up in. I did a research paper in college, the median income in the area I grew up in the middle of the woods in Western Pennsylvania, the median income when I was in college was like $27,000. So we were middle class, but we were like above, we were like above that, like in our neighborhood probably but we never really talked about it. Like we just kind of went on vacation. Like, and I think if my parents did struggle with it, it never, they never really shared it with us. So I didn't necessarily grow up with any fear around money. My thing was like, Oh, it'll come. If I run out, eh, it'll come back. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's super interesting because we didn't talk about it. So it was never really a huge concern for me, whether I had it, whether I didn't have it, that wasn't really something that ever like it was such an afterthought. I'm like, I'm just going to live my life and the money will come or it won't. And I actually had to strengthen my relationship to it because that's obviously not a super good way to just be like, oh, whatever, like maybe, sure, I'll just spend it all and make more. So I had to strengthen my 
relationship with it. And actually my training for myself was to develop a relationship with it at all. Cause I was just like, Oh, whatever. It's just like a thing. And so I, I really had to build my relationship with it. That makes complete sense. How did you do that? Cause I know like I've been hearing a lot about, um, these like, people are, will take themselves on a money date. It's like every Friday night or something. I've, heard it's so, yeah, yeah. It's so I've never did that. <laughs> You're like, that was not me. Like lighting candles and putting on a sexy outfit and just sitting no, down. No, I never, never did that. <laughs> I can't really pinpoint. I definitely started to do some like expansion work around money because I realized that, you know, we all have literally like what we see basically in our childhood is what we'll kind of strive toward. So I grew up like middle-class. So that was what I thought I would have. And so I did subconsciously. So I had to do some mindset work around like, oh, I can actually have more than that. I can actually, I mean, it was a huge breakthrough for me years back when I was like, I can get massages. Like I can do things. So I did some expansion work and like read some money books and all that. But I think what's been really big on my journey is like, I have an accountant. I check my bank account. Like I used to not check my bank account ever, like ever, 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 ever. Like I would have no (laughs) idea. Like there, I'm not even kidding this one time. I thought I was about to, I was at the grocery store and I hadn't checked my bank account in so long that I swiped my card and internally I thought it was going to get declined. Yeah. And I had like 20 grand in my checking account. <laughs> like I was that off. Like I was like, so I was starting to get embarrassed that like my card was going to get declined. And it turned mm-hmm. out like I was buying something for like $20. Like that is how just attached I was. So I think my practice has really been like tracking my finances, setting I don't necessarily set income goals, but I sort of do. Like I I plan and I have an accountant and I just think about it. And that's really been my practice because I could easily not still to this day. Like I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I think conscious awareness is the first step in like reframing, rewriting old stories, reprogramming anything. And then for those of us who, so you're unique in that. I don't want to say you unique, but I personally think you're unique in that you, um, <laughs> you read, you like read the books, you had the awareness. And then you're like, okay, now I'm going to take action steps. I'm going to hire the accountant. I'm going to manage my money. I'm going to be so intentional. Oftentimes when we have these stories around lack or scarcity, which I suppose maybe this is why, because you didn't have necessarily those stories underlying, um, we will say, okay, I know that I need to hire an accountant, or I know that I want to go in and create a budget and I want to create a spreadsheet. I'm going to do my taxes. But then we find ourselves self-sabotaging or like needing so much resistance. And that's where the subconscious stories where we like, we, we have the awareness around what the issue is. We have the awareness around what we need to do, but then we don't find ourselves moving forward. It's like, okay, how can we, then there, we know there's something, there's a program that's running the surface or that we need to rewrite. It's so interesting because I, I have clients sometimes they're like, how do you budget? And I'm like, oh no, 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 I don't budget. Like, <laughs> I don't budget. And I, I do like, I'm, I'm not, I have an idea of how much money I spend. Right. It's like, I wouldn't like, you know, I live, I live within what makes sense and I spend kind of that amount, but I definitely don't have a spreadsheet or anything like that. So maybe that'll be my next step. We, Chris and I have actually been talking. We're like, maybe we'll sort of, you know, like track our spending. <laughs> it well, just sounds noticed- like so far out to me. I'm like, what? So have you noticed that when once you started being more intentional with your spending and with your money, that more money came in and more money came through? Totally. And I think it's just having a, right? Like having a good relationship with it where I'm like, I understand. Like before I... I mean, I was at the grocery store panicking. I was going to overdraft my account and I had money. So I think it was creating safety with it. And and it's interesting because before I would have this idea, just kind of like, oh, whatever. You yeah. know, like if I run out, like whatever, like maybe I'll just move to Bali. Like, I don't know, like whatever. <laughs> like it was so, 
not there and not safe feeling. And and now it's very real. I'm like, oh, this is how this is the kind of life I want to live. This is what the money would be like if this is how much I want to make. And if for some reason I made less, I would figure out how to make more in, in some of these areas. So it definitely feels a lot more safe and grounded. And yes, since I hired the accountant, I started making more because they upped my my monthly budget, like my monthly spending. And I was like, what? Like, why am I paying them more? And I realized I made more money. So I, I definitely, because I was totally afraid of yeah, subconsciously, like, I'd, how could I hold money if I wasn't checking my bank account? Like, yeah. how do you do that? Yeah, you know, what's interesting that stood out to me in you sharing that is, I feel like a lot of times we equate some lack of safety with scarcity. But you mm-hmm. were experiencing an abundant mindset. You're like, I know it'll always come. Even if yeah. I run it, I'll just move to Bali. That's abundance. <laughs> but you still felt there was a sense of this is lack of safety which is interesting. It's like lack of trust trust. in myself because even if I, let's just say I made like a million dollars, like I don't even know if I would still even be able to check my bank account. Like I wouldn't be any less stressed or any more connected to it. So I think it was a self-trust there for sure. Like totally. Oh my God. It used to take me, I would have to like build up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to check my bank account. I'm going to eat. I'm going to do it at the skate park so that I can like move around after. And then I'd check it and I'd be like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Sometimes I wasn't, but you know, more often than not in the recent years, it's been like, oh, we're good. But yeah, like I never had to put myself through that, but I did probably because we never talked about money in my family. And my family was very much like, we'll figure it out. No worries. Like we went, you know, we, we just did whatever we wanted. Like money never held us back. And still for me, like money doesn't hold me back. I would choose something beyond my means if I really wanted to do it like that badly. I kind of still go around that way. I'm like, I'm not going to let it hold me back. I trust. I have that abundant mindset with it for sure. It's just such a testament to our conditioning. Yeah. Our familial con- it's familial conditioning. It's parental conditioning. It's societal conditioning, all of our programming, because no two people have the same money story, really. Like there might be some similarities, but the way that you interact with money, the way that you, and it's not just money, right? It's everything in relationships, your relationship patterns are a reflection, like you said, earlier, a reflection of how you're, I don't even want to say parents, but whoever raised you. Yeah um your caregiver whoever that voice was yeah I'm curious how you in the work I want to hear more of your I'll just ask you this real quick and then we'll talk more about your your journey of being an entrepreneur how would you deal how would you deal with someone (laughs) someone comes in like what do you is that in hypnosis when you look at the subconscious programming like how do you how do you do it what do you do like if someone yeah give me Tell, tell me, <laughs> how do you work with it? Hypnosis is a really cool process. So it starts by inducing a trance state or a hypnotic state. I think the word trance can seem a little scary to people, but totally. um, the trance state, a trance state is something that we all experience like multiple times throughout the day. That feeling of getting uh, so deeply engrossed in a movie or in a TV show where you have no awareness of anything else that's happening. You kind of lose um, sight, um, of what your body is doing. You no longer are concerned about what you have to do later or tomorrow or whatever it is. You're just there in the movie. That's a trans state. Or if you are driving your car and you get to your destination and you're like, how did I even just get here? That was a trans state. And then we all enter into a hypnotic state. We all enter a hypnotic state at least twice a day, like right as we're waking up and right as we're going to sleep, we, we move through this hypnotic state. So Anyway, I say that because I think um, hypnosis, its there's a lot of stigma around it. And trance itself seems can sound really scary because it's like, I think people believe that you're put into a trance and you can't get out of it. Or you're put into a trance and then someone can make you do things that you don't want to do. And it's not true. Well, oh, yeah. So I've totally, I'm one of those people too. I'm like, oh, it's kind of scary. I remember at 
prom or something like in <laughs> high school they had like the hypno guy and he made people like do stuff like what's the deal with that yeah <laughs> you know those people <laughs> yeah yeah stage hypnosis stage hypnosis is different than clinical hypnosis because it's used you know just solely for the purpose of entertainment but if you've experienced that if you've seen that if you do it if you've witnessed that then you have an understanding a deeper understanding of how hypnosis works because once you're in that trance state so the way that i use hypnosis is instead of say like encouraging someone, telling someone, suggesting someone dances funny, or what did you experience at prom? Like what was he having or she having people? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember, but I think it was stuff like that. They were like okay. doing, They're weird, embarrassing doing stuff. funny, yeah. embarrassing things. Yeah. So when you're in that trance state in a hypnotic trance state, the subconscious mind is open and receptive to suggestions. So Instead of me suggesting to someone to dance funny or do something embarrassing, I'll suggest to someone that they um, are, you know, that it feels easy and safe to manage their money. I don't know why we keep talking about money. It must be. Or that they, you know, feel confident and safe and comfortable in social situations or that it's easy for them to manage their stress in healthy ways. Um, So this is just one hypnotherapeutic technique called suggestion therapy. And that's, um, that's again, just using the power of suggestions, affirmations to convince the subconscious mind that something is real. And those people on stage would never do the thing that they were asked to do if they truly didn't want to do it, if it was out of alignment with their values. So well, that's can- the thing I was on stage and I had oh. a really high, like slit in my dress. And okay. I was like, didn't want to go in the trance because I, was like didn't want to have like a wardrobe malfunction so I remember like being in a trance but I didn't do anything because yeah. I did not want, want to yeah I didn't want to like have a wardrobe malfunction so. I'm actually going to use your story when I'm talking in the future when I'm teaching people in the future about hypnosis because that's exactly right like you will never do anything that you don't deep down want to do. So people come to me when they want, when they desire change, right? You're never seeking out a a hypnotist, a hypnotherapist and not actually wanting to change or transform. Mm -hmm. It's just when there's a part of you that's holding you back, seemingly, then you're going to seek this workout. And so as long as there's, as long as there's some part of you that wants to create the change, then hypnosis will work um, in powerful ways. So someone comes to me to answer your question. Someone comes to me, we induce the trance state. And then we use, there's so many hypnotherapeutic techniques that we could use to reprogram those deeper parts of the mind that are creating whatever the issue is. So we can use it to eradicate, you know, habits, um, limiting beliefs, behaviors that are out of alignment. When, you know, someone sets a goal and they're self-sabotaging, hypnosis is great for that. And then also to like develop skill sets. So athletes use hypnosis to improve their performance um sales like it's great when you're wanting to like achieve and hit sales goals like there's just so many different applications for hypnosis it's kind of wild cool that's so so good I've clearly never I've been I you know I had that experience at prom and then I've done like group hypnosis meditations before but never really like let's work with you and your like your prime your thing that you're working toward so you know it would be cool if you'd feel open to it we should go on ig live and i'll provide to you a hypnosis session so we can other people can kind of see and can take a peek into what it would look like and feel like especially since we're going to be co-hosting a, an event together yeah I'm so down. Cool thing, and then you can really experience it one-on-one <laughs> i'm so down <laughs> oh, that would be really fun and i i love hearing that it's really permission-based and that makes me, cause I'm one of those people who and maybe we'll unpack like another time where this comes <laughs> from in my life. I actually know I'm like always on guard kind of, and you know, that's my tendency. Obviously I work through it, but I always get nervous to really like hand over to someone, even when I'm getting a massage, like getting energy work, like I'm the one who's opening my eyes to make sure like, the room's not spinning. Like I'm so that person. So it feels really good to know that it's super permission-based and that's so beautiful. Permission-based, client-centered. This is why I love the work so much is that I think in any other, yeah, I want to say this, in any other client practitioner setting, it's like the client 
or the patient is experiencing some kind of, you know, disease, disorder, pain, discomfort, ailment, issue, whatever it is, and they're seeking treatment from someone. So like, whether mm-hmm. they're seeking a guru, because it's a spiritual thing, or they're seeking a coach, because they're like, I need this coach to tell me what to do, or they're seeking a doctor, because they need to be prescribed something. Hypnosis is like, you're showing up and your mind is what's showing you and guiding you to see and do whatever you need to see and do in order to like, if we, if I were to guide you into a hypnosis right now, I could only tell you, I can only, you know, describe to you a scene to an extent. And then your mind would make, would fill in all of the blanks. Mm -hmm. For example, if I'm telling you, you know, now you are in a safe and magical place, a mystical place in your mind and you're outside in nature. And then I ask you like, where are you? You might tell me you're at a beach. You might tell me that you're in the middle of a forest, which I feel like you would be in the middle of a forest. Yeah, I always am. <laughs> you might be like on a, in a desert, you might be in a garden. And like, I'm not telling you that you're there. You're telling me your mind is showing you exactly what you need to see in order to feel your safest. Because one person might feel safe in the forest and another person might feel like if I'm in the forest, I have bears and wolves chasing after me and it's like dark, whatever. And so I say all that because hypnosis is so empowering. You can use it on your own. You can use it on your own. Like it's your own mind guiding you into a state of mind. That's natural. Like translating again, like I said, a natural state of mind and then showing you exactly what you need to see. So yes, permission-based and client-centered. It's, I just, when I, I truly feel like, how the F, I almost cussed. Like, you can. Know, like, okay, cool. I'm like, how yeah, the fuck do more people not know about this? That's how I feel about so many things. It's I mean, so isn't it crazy? Because once you know, like, it, and it's crazy because, I mean, you would think that you and I would be like on the same tip of all this stuff that it's like, I've never really used hypnotherapy and I use I have like my other modalities. I have, I do um, network spinal chiropractic. Nobody knows about it. Like it's the best. Mm-hmm. It, it's so funny. Cause I'm like, how did I go my whole life? So yeah, I totally agree. And it's kind of funny. Cause once you know about something you can't unknow. And I really feel like it's our job to always like explore. I'm kind of that way. It's like, what's the thing? What's the thing that feels good? And like, keep going. If you've tried this and it doesn't feel good, like try something else. There's always going to be something available that feels really good and really resonant. Like no matter what, no matter who you are, like keep going until you find that thing that you're like, this is, this is it. But I love that about Hypno that it really is the client journey. And it's also really beautiful because I feel like you and I are kind of on the same wavelength these days when we were talking about planning our thing together we're like yes it's very grounded work very in the body very of course I don't do um hypno like at all (laughs) my thing's different but it's like a lot of the the person's experience and a lot of that is going into like the past which it sounds like hypno is different because it's creating new things but love it yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, timeline work is a, is a, can be a big part of hypnosis too, going back in time. And because um, it feels like it sometimes when I'm doing my work, which I, I do a lot of parts work. Uh, yeah, so I, go, parts work. It's, I mean, it's like, sometimes it's actually so funny. I did a, a thing with someone. I won't share the details because it was like private and I went back with her and I actually was on a call with, oh my God, Frank Anderson, who like is part of IFS, which is internal family systems. And I described to him what I did because I felt like I was almost hypnotizing her. And I was like, did I do it right? You know, is this good? And he was like, yeah, that was great. But it's funny because sometimes when I do the past parts work, it feels almost like hypnosis. Probably it's kind of, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, it probably is. I I incorporate parts work and timeline work and um, internal family systems, like all of the things. So good. It's the best. Because what, what's happening is the sub- subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. And it doesn't know the difference between past, present, and future. So 
when your mind is envisioning a part of you, let's just say, um, envisioning communicating with a part of you that maybe that part of you that is feeling resistant or not showing up in the way that you want to show up because it's trying to keep you safe. When you're envisioning that while in the hypnotic state, the subconscious mind is literally acting as if it's happening right now. And so you're able Mm -hmm. to resolve all these issues on such a deep level. Yeah. I absolutely love like jamming with you on this stuff. And it's so cool that we're doing, I feel like we're really in a similar space in such different worlds. So it's really fun to chat about it. And I, I really want to land this part in which we talked about is a lot of the work that you do. And also in my work is work that's looking at the different parts of you looking at your past and there's ways to do this work that's really simple um, with people who are trained. It's so crazy. I don't really want to go on this tangent, but I see stuff all the time when I'm on online people are like, how do I move past this? Or how do I move past that? And I just see people, I witness people in this kind of like mindset centered place of like wanting so badly to break a pattern or to break Mm -hmm. free from whatever it is. And there are ways to do that. And it's so simple. And I I think it's, of course, it's not simple, uh, but there's really simple ways. I think it can be simple. I think it's simple too. It just takes time and intention. Okay, so this is the cool thing about hypnosis is that it's simple and it shortens timeline. Like using hypnosis to break a pattern, using hypnosis and breath work actually in conjunction with each other is, in my opinion, the most powerful way to break a pattern um, if we're talking patterns. And it can happen literally like overnight. It can happen like this. Hypnosis is, like I said, because the the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between past, present, and future, you can create so much resolution and it can literally produce rapid transformation, like the most rapid transformation overnight. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's so good. Um, I, I'm excited to to do some with you. And too. yeah, it is crazy. Like in, I've experienced so much, so many times and in my life and in working with clients, like going back and pinpointing one thing or releasing one thing or shifting, like we kind of go back in my version of what's not actually hypnosis, but going back and releasing one thing can change. Literally, it can change everything in your life. So there is stuff out there. It's so good. I love that you're doing this work. I know it's so powerful. And I want to hear a little bit more. I know we kind of went into the hypnosis right away. But I want to hear just a little, what you've done is so amazing. That was your first business doing like the esthetician. Esthet- How do you, yes. you know, you got it. Esthetician, you got it. Esthetician <laughs> work. <laughs> um, and then the yoga bus and then this. And I just like want to highlight how really cool that is that you did the yoga bus. And then you obviously hit a point where you're like, this isn't it. I'm going to do something else. So maybe if you kind of want to share I'd love to hear what that point was. Yeah. And everybody, you can still look up the Yoga Bus on Instagram, right? There's still a page. Yeah, Yoga Bus is still alive on Instagram. And I who knows? Yoga Bus might come back to life I hope. again. Because <laughs> so toward the final days of the Yoga Bus, I really wanted to restructure it as a 501c3, as a nonprofit. Because I believe that yoga should be and can be free. And I believe that yoga facilitators, yoga teachers should be getting paid like at least $150 per class. I mean, I can't even put a price on it because like this idea of exchanging time for money is so outdated now. And I think if you're holding space, if you're guiding a class of five people, you know, a class full of five people versus a class full of 25 people versus a class full of 150 people, it's just a different level of energy exertion. And so I think it would be really great to be able to pay teachers in such a way that they can actually make a living wage and survive. Um, Because there's, I mean, some of these studios around here, like are paying their teachers. I don't even want to say like, it's it's not great. Um, Anyway. So the yoga bus toward the, toward the end, I just started feeling like things, things started feeling out of alignment. You know how, you know how it gets like you just, Mm -hmm. My nervous system was wrecked. I was putting 
like everything into TYB. So much. And you guys were doing like, it wasn't just yoga. It was like networking, retreats, like workshops. I did a rooftop workshop with you guys. Yeah. You did a lot of stuff. It really did turn into like an events company really quickly. We were doing full moon silent discos and we were doing conscious cooking and cocktails and we were doing mindful mixers. It was so fun. It was so draining. And I started getting into human design, which do you, do we have your talking about human design? Are you into that? I'm like, I have like one toe and I have my friend Brie who I consult, um, but I don't go. It's like, not really my, I see it and I, I take it, but I haven't fully dove in. I'm not, I'm not fully into it either. Um, but it's been one of the, all of the teachings, everything that I have heard and I also have a friend who I kind of consult with yeah. and she's incredible. And Everyone needs one, like really solid friend. Design friend. Yeah. Just read their chart here and there. And everything <laughs> that I've you know, heard has just, it's helped me understand myself deeper. And it's like, take it with a grain of salt, but also I think anything that helps us understand ourselves in new ways, why not? You know, so that's so it. important. It's like, take what it is, but don't let it rule your life. That's how yeah. I feel about everything, human design included and everything else. Yeah, I feel that way about everything except for breath work and hypnosis. I'm like, <laughs> let it rule your life because it will do you good. <laughs> um, That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> like just breathe more. Yeah. Breath will your life. Um, breath work will change. Oh my God. Breath work. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I know. I kind of just, let's take a deep breath right now. Right. Yeah. Um. So good. Are we going to do some ASMR now? (laughs) (laughs) And now we've shifted. What were we talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Yoga bus. So human design helps me. I really forgot. Yeah. That breath was kind of, it was like, (laughs) we went somewhere. Um, It helps me. So I'm a projector in human design, my type. And they say that projectors are, you know, visionaries. And they say that projectors that we have a limited, um, amount of energy, a limited supply of energy or our energy source resources, like limited. So, um, I was just pouring so much energy into yoga bus time, like time, energy, financial energy, all of the energy. And I burnt myself out. There's also, I had a partner, Olivia, who is an incredible human. And she now has a retreat business called art movement, which I always thought you guys were dating by the way. That's so funny. You're not the first person who said that. I was like, for sure. Like until I think we would have made a, like we would make a hot couple. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were (laughs) (laughs) until like one of you like went on a trip with your partner. And I was like, who is that? Like, wait, is that an open relationship? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not the first person who said that. And I would have loved to be in a relationship, over romantic relationship with Olivia. She's such a nurturing person. (laughs) And we kind of were like, our relationship was so complex and dynamic because we have this baby together. We, we started, we founded yoga bus together and we built the brand together. And we, um, there was just, when you work with a partner in that way, a business partner, it's literally like you're looking into a mirror at all of your shadow, like mm-hmm. so much shit will come up. And it took me a long time. Like it took me until very recently, probably only like three or four months ago to fully integrate that entire experience, the experience of our partnership. And we're in a yeah. really good place now, but like, damn, I had some moments that I regret ego moments. I had, and I'm sure she would, she would say the same thing. And, and, um, the great thing about being in a conscious business partnership is that we can come to a place like the place that we're in now, which is just mutual love and respect. And I would 100% do something with her again, but it was so beautiful. I love the awareness. I mean, open, not open relationships. That's not what I meant to say. (laughs) um, Open relationships are a great idea. No, um, I don't know how else to say it other than like a conscious, conscious relationship, but it's not really the word I want to use, but like a relationship where you actually are open to feedback and growing. It's so beautiful. And I remember going into our business partnership and I told her, I was like, cause our, our relationship prior to yoga bus was she and I were friends. I had a sustainable clothing shop. That was the mm-hmm. business in between 
in between my first business and yoga bus was a sustainable clothing shop. And she was a new photographer. And so she would come and be either my backup photographer, or she would, you know, we would shoot together and create content. And I always had this feeling that we were going to create together in some way that was bigger, like something we were going to do something big together. And I told her that from the day that I met her, like, I know we're going to create something big together. And then when we decided to move forward with Yoga Bus, we hadn't had any quote unquote issues in our relationships. Like there was never any stickiness, ever, never any resistance, never any anything funky. But I remember saying to her, like, I'm actually really looking forward to the day that one of us first triggers the other because it's going to bring us so it's going to make our relationship so much stronger. Like any nothing. We always knew that like nothing was going to fracture us mm-hmm. and that it did. But then it now it's repaired. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, so such a good reminder and lesson and like highlight moment that all amazing relationships have moments like that I mean they all do and and it's like it's I think as long as we go into it with the seeing it through seeing every relationship through the lens of like how is what I'm experiencing a reflection of my own internal landscape like my own internal world whether it's shadowy component that's coming out a fear that's coming out like is my acting as my highest self or am I acting or rather my most empowered self or am I acting as my wounded like how can I look at myself when anything feels sticky yeah and like and I love to look at the other person like they are just so (laughs) in their human too yeah it's so funny I was we do couples therapy and we were in couples therapy this morning and I was like thinking I had the spot. I'm like, I think everyone should do couples therapy. And like, even yes. if you don't have a, like a partner, you should just do it with your friend. Like everyone needs, you know, to be having, cause it's basically all couples therapy is, is somebody sitting there and forcing you to, to act from the most like integral place and really have good conversations, even yeah. when you don't want to. Um, <laughs> so I love it. I'm like, everyone needs couples therapy. Like go to couples therapy with your best friend or your business partner, which I guess can be like coaching and mentorship too, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. That was something that we (laughs) intended on doing that I really wanted to do from day one was, was be in some sort of couples therapy business partner version. Uh, And we never did that. And I'm sure that if we would have, things might have turned out differently, but I am also glad that they didn't turn out differently because we both learned so much and a deep space wouldn't have come to fruition unless the yoga bus, the, the, the doors were closed on yoga bus, at least for now, because now I have the space and the self-awareness and I understand what I need energetically. I literally mm-hmm. like this business and this season of my life is all about delegation. It's all about managing my energy. Yes. It's all about like feminine entrepreneurship, meaning like feminine energy, not feminine in the, the other way, like feminine energy. Um, you know, shifting the paradigm away from this. You have to grind. You have to work so hard every single day. You have to prioritize your business over everything else. Like, fuck that. (laughs) It's so much more about receiving and finding um, what does alignment look like to you in your business and outside of your business, regulating your own nervous system. And I'm saying your, but I'm meaning my, like I'm, this is the lesson for me, regulating my own nervous system, delegating things so that I can, I can actually like nurture and nourish this business because I see it having, such a huge impact on the world. And, and so thank God for yoga bus because it, it, you know, brought me here. Yeah. As a teacher. It was, it was a teacher. And so much more. I love that too. The, the delegate, I'm kind of like a broken record sometimes with people I'm like <laughs> delegate, receive help. So that's worth it. Right. I'm like, so, so huge on that too. I think I have like four people supporting me right now in like some way, shape or form. And yeah, I couldn't imagine it any other way. So I would love, I know we sort of talked about it. So you transitioned into what you're doing now. And I would just love for you to share a little bit about your studio and how people can find you. And um, we will be doing a workshop together in early March, um, which hopefully maybe it will be linked in the show notes, um, depending on when, when this comes out, or if not, you'll definitely be able to connect with us about it we should do a virtual workshop too i think yeah totally something that we could do just in case you know people are listening and are interested but aren't in san diego yeah um totally 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So a deep, I almost said yoga bus. I'm like still, I still have yoga bus on the mind, a deep space, a deep space. Oh my gosh. Where do I even start with it? It's a, it's a studio. It's a hypnosis and breathwork studio. The first hypnosis and breathwork studio of its kind in the world and definitely in San Diego. And it's a place it's a place for people. You're to- such an effortless leader. You're like, yeah. I'm just going to do this. It's the first of its kind. Brick and mortar. I love it. <laughs> people are really scared of brick and mortar now after the pandemic. And I think even before, mm-hmm. because it's it's a commitment. But I couldn't see this business being anything other than in person. Because so when you, you haven't seen the space yet, you haven't actually been in the space physically, but it feels like, so I've painted all the walls black. Everything's black. The whole inside is black. And it feels like a womb. Like you feel held by the space in a way that you can't feel over the internet. You just can't feel that. Um, and I painted it all black with the intention of, you know, really creating a space for people to feel safe in the, in darkness and, you know, the, the darker sort of times in the, within this human experience, we're all going to experience high points and low points or peaks and valleys. And I really wanted the space to be like, okay, how can we learn how to feel safe, how to know everything's going to be okay on the other side of this, on the other side of the darkness. And I was also feeling a little bit allergic to the like love and light culture and every studio is like white and bright and beautiful. And I love it, but also I'm like, let's do something different. (laughs) I kind of love that. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's kind of renegade and it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, so it's nervous system regulation and subconscious reprogramming are really the two cornerstones or the two foundational elements of the company. So we offer both group classes and one-on-one and it's in-person and virtual. Right now, group classes are only in-person, but I'm sure we'll start a virtual component at some point. Um, hypnotic sound bath is a group class. So it's hypnosis and breath work combined, which is so powerful in being able to like release emotions, emotions that are trapped in the physical body, you know, uh, reduce inflammation. There are so many physiological benefits. And then also helps to just drop you in really quickly into that hypnotic state. So we can reprogram the subconscious mind. And then we also offer a group class that I'm really proud of called Hypnotic Sound Bath, which is something mm-hmm. that I haven't heard of anyone else doing. And I, I really love being, um, if you haven't noticed, like I really love doing things that no one else has ever done. I, I love it. <laughs> and this is, so it's um, sound, so sound bath with subliminal audience, subliminal audio track laid underneath. So Subliminal audios are incredible. Are you familiar with subliminals? Yeah. Not okay. like, I've, I'm like familiar, but I not like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so essentially like affirmation work. Affirmations are, you know, positive statements of self-acceptance or things that you're looking to manifest or embody. And you say them to yourself with the intention of, reframing the mind, redirecting the mind, and hopefully empowering yourself to believe whatever the affirmation is. So like, I am confident, I am worthy. Mm-hmm. The issue is when we're, when we're, when we're using these affirmations while in a conscious waking state, the conscious mind and certain mechanisms of the conscious mind that act as like gatekeepers will prevent that affirmation from actually absorbing for lack of a better mm-hmm. way of saying it into the subconscious mind. So subliminal audios, bypass the conscious mind and bypass the gatekeepers of the mind and just go directly to the subconscious. So you can barely hear a subliminal audio. Sometimes you like hear a whisper. Um, Sometimes you'll hear nothing, but it's still working, which is really interesting. So that along with a few other hypnotherapeutic techniques are incorporated uh, into hypnotic sound bath and people have like this class is it's always full. It's always full. It's always sold out. And people are texting like, can I get in? Because it's so powerful and you literally don't have to do anything. You just like lie there. Yeah. You lie there. Uh, Laura, who's our sound facilitator, she and I were joking a couple weeks ago that like, this is the lazy person's path to (laughs) self-development because all you do is lie there and receive you're bathed in this beautiful sound you're hearing you're listening you're allowing your mind to just wander and then the subliminal affirmations audio tracks and the hypnosis are all working to you know help you become your healthiest and happiest self 
So good. I'm a huge fan of when you can just kind of clock out and receive. Like when I get network spinal or like energy work or anything, I'm like, I just sometimes we can just receive. I definitely have to come to one of those. And I love that they're all sold out and you've been open for like a day. Like how long, like when did you open? You didn't even have your grand opening yet and you're selling out your group. I know it's really exciting. And again, it's just, it's all such a reflection of energetics Mm -hmm. of business energetics. Like it's a whole, a whole different conversation, but technically the soft opening was, I think was that last month. We're really just going with the flow. We're really just going with the flow though. Like I'm not forcing anything. So grand opening was going to be this month, but we're moving it to April so that a few of the collaborators that I want there can be there. Yeah. So April 29th is the date. I hope that you can come down. It's going to be sort of like a choose your own journey type of event where the morning will consist of classes and receiving and wellness. The afternoon will be education. So there will be a panel and hypnosis demonstrations. And then the evening is going to be the party where we're going to celebrate. So good. You are so like the way you do things is just so good. I'm like, of course you're throwing a grand opening. That's that's amazing. Um, (laughs) Why don't you let people know where they can find you, how they can sign up. And then I will make sure to link it all in the show notes too. Oh, thank you. Um, Okay. So a deep space is on Instagram. It's at a deep space.co. The website is also a deep space.co.co. Um, and my email is always open. It's lindsay at a deep So there's no M at the end. My personal Instagram is lindsay Janelle living. I'm not going to spell it out. I'm sure you're just going to, <laughs> yeah. um, and I would love to answer any questions that anyone has. I also offer a free consultation, a complimentary consultation to anyone who wants to learn more about hypnosis to see whether or not it's the right fit for them. And even if you're not interested in hypnosis and you just like want to, ask any questions or connect on any realm, you can always book a free consultation and we'll meet on zoom. Amazing. Yay. Well, well, thank you so much for sharing. I had so much fun. I feel like we could have chatted forever, but thank you for being on here and everybody listening. Um, definitely. I feel like this episode was so good. Like so many good pieces. So if you are, I think I say this in the in the outro too, but if you guys are listening and there's something that really resonated, um, I'd love if you shared this episode and tagged both Lindsay and I on Instagram so we can hear what landed and what resonated and we can connect with you on there. So thank you so much for listening and Lindsay, thank you for coming on today. Thank you. I'm so excited for you and all of the beautiful things you're doing. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love, or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time. Thank you.